0: Yeah, I'd like to welcome everybody to the Librarian Influencers podcast and today I'm very pleased to have Nora Galvan with us. So Nora, tell us a little bit about your background in education and in the library. Yes, yeah,
1: so um it has been 26 years since I um started working with library services. Wow. All within the same district. I love teaching and I was influenced to to go to school to be a librarian. And so I didn't think I would ever be a librarian because the stereotypical thing about librarians wearing the little bitty glasses and a bun and a pencil you know that kind of didn't fit my style (laughs) but once I got into it I was hooked. I loved it. I just didn't think I could do anything else and I just love what I do. Um, I was one of uh, only two professional librarians in a district that has uh 42 campuses Mm -hmm. and i was one of the first elementary uh one of two librarians to get hired in our district we had 24 campuses that had uh paraprofessionals running the libraries Mm -hmm. and so i mean the the heat is on right the uh the stress is on that uh hey uh we have to prove ourselves that, that they deserve to get professional people. Right. And so, uh, so then that's, that's when I started to, um, to uh, try to work at that. So uh, I worked at an elementary campus for three years. I loved it. I love little kids. Uh, you know, the little kindergartners, uh, we'd listen to Mozart to Vivaldi and all these, uh, Composers, and I would introduce them to art. I have an art degree, so I would do a lot of art art stuff with them.
0: Okay.
1: So uh, these kids um, were awesome, and so uh, then I was uh, I was invited to a, to apply at a high school, one of our brand new constructed high schools at the time. <clears throat> the principal um, had seen me and and at a at a presentation because we're going to be getting an automation system. And so he liked, I guess, the way I presented the information there. So he asked the HR director, hey, who's that lady and what's her name? And I tell her to apply for our our high school, our brand new high school. And so I did and I got hired and and I loved it as well. You know, I just love this type of job. This is the best in my life. I was going to be a counselor, but no, (laughs) I'm so glad that I stuck to library science. You made a great and show. so the, having the experience of both elementary and, and high school afforded me um, to be able to apply for the position I hold right now, which is the library director for the, the Farzah One Alamo ISD. Okay. And so that is a, a, a great thing. And the experience really helped. And so, uh, you know, they uh, asked me to go back to school to get my administrative degree. So I have my principalship. They had changed the the requirements, so that added some more um, education for me, which was a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and in a nutshell, I love what I do, and I've done it for 26 years. Uh, I have worked with the same school district for 42 years, oh which you can just imagine how old I am. <laughs> so uh, that's a long time, but every minute, my priority is children. And educating our wonderful children in this Rio Grande Valley area in our region one uh, area that we uh, are are part of, and so I love this
0: so for people who are who don 't know where far San Juan and Alamo are, that is like the southern tip of Texas, um, right along the Texas and Mexico border. Now, you, you mentioned that, that you had to get an administrator degree. So in case there's any librarians out there who are thinking, well, I don't ever wanna be a principal, but if you're ever thinking you want a leadership position, there are some districts that require that. So in, yes. in Nora's case, you know, it was required um, where I was years ago, it was not required. So it's really gonna be up to your district um, on what, they, what their expectations are. So if you have an opportunity, to go back to school again, um, you might want to take it, you know, if you were thinking about moving up in the world um, of school librarianship. So so Nora, you said 26 years ago, um, what do you remember about those earliest years and you could either the elementary or the high school since you had two starts?
1: Well, at the elementary, oh my goodness, it was like, because they were used to having paraprofessionals. So it was very difficult for us to prove ourselves. And at first, some of the staff there thought I was a paraprofessional, so they probably thought I didn't know a lot. <laughs> and so, I mean, not that I, I, I think that paraprofessionals do not know. I, I'm just saying they don't have the education or background mm-hmm. to, that we need as librarians. So um, it was very, I had to prove myself that, that what, what I learned in library school was vital for our students in our libraries. And for the staff as well, because we service all patrons, right. whether they're parents, whether they're uh, teachers, the students, even the vendors that we deal with, and all that. So um, it w- it was a challenge for me. Uh, so I had to find time, uh, do things, so that I can prove to them that hey, I'm glad that we hired a professional librarian, mm-hmm. that they didn't go wrong in doing that. And I had had, as as a teacher, I was, uh, I think it was a good teacher. And so to, to be a good librarian, I think you have to be a good teacher. If you don't have classroom management, if you don't have those kinds of skills, then you need to work on those because, um, you know, being a librarian does not mean that you just sit there and look pretty. I mean, all of us look pretty all the time. Right. But, but, uh, our job mainly is to educate our population or our patrons. Right. And so um, we need to prove ourselves. And there's always that thread, you know, oh, we don't even need librarians because they just sit behind their their desk to do nothing. Well, now with this COVID-19, people seem that when librarians learned about technology, when they learned about all of these uh, wonderful things that we as librarians are, or should be always up to date with Different information out there, and so we we need to take that challenge and and you know, oversee the, all the all the things that that we need to teach our kids. We need to know a little bit about about everything. Right, we need right. to know about uh, science. We need to know about history. We need to know about technology, literacy, uh, writing skills, all of that. You know, that's part of being a good rounded librarian, mm-hmm. and so. You ask a librarian anything if they don't know the answer right there on the spot, they will find it so that's what that's the the projection that we need to have them uh have and and being a first year librarian and taking over a para they they needed to see the difference, so you needed to may uh, exert yourself and and do your utmost to prove that that this is a wise choice
0: for our district. right. You know, in the early years, you've seen this a lot with, you know, the librarians you supervise as well. But think back to yourself at the early years. You know, there's things that worked, things that didn't work. What kind of advice would you tell yourself back in the beginning? Well,
1: I, I would have, um, well, as it was, I would stay late uh, because during that time we had the card catalogs that we had to fill in with the author, the subject, the, the titles and all that. That was a lot of work. But so this didn't lend me to do some things that I think I would have put that on hold, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing that we were going to get automated in the future, but put that on hold so that we could be more, you know uh, uh, help the teachers more with the educating uh, of, of our students. Mm-hmm. So I would have just um, not focused too much on that and focus more on educating our kids. Okay. teaching them the different things. I know that uh, most of us in library uh, services have had the accelerated reader. And at at one time, um, you know, it was just there. Kids would read, test, read, test, and that was it. Well, one way that I think I made a difference when in my beginning was that I started doing AR challenges. And okay. so we would just, you know, Uh, do a little contest put a a wall of fame for the kids and all of that enticed the teachers and so you have to get their support as well so when you have the teachers supporting your principals then you can you know go a long ways with that so we also would promote national promotions and and so get the kids very involved with research skills with with literacy skills, with all of this reading skills that that they need.
0: Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay, well, I named this podcast the Librarian Influencers because I really see um, our role as very pivotal on a campus. You know, we have an impact on just about every aspect of everything, you know, that happens on a campus. So what kind of influence do you see from your perspective? I know you said you're at the district level now. Um, What kind of influence do you see librarians having?
1: Well, I think that um, when we influence people to follow your lead, but at the same time empower them to take hold and take possession of these projects and, 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 and programs that you're promoting, if you show them that they, they can uh, be leaders as well, then you're going to be a very successful leader because, um, they're going to take, and I've seen that in our district because I assigned certain groups of librarians to do certain challenges. Uh, one of the uh, assignments that I assigned them is to connect the curriculum that the teachers are working on with our library curriculum and to in, incorporate the state standards and the, um, the national standards and our teeks as well. Okay. And so for, our, di- for our, our state, we have the TEKS that we have to abide by that. So those are the standards for the state. So, um, and, and every year they update some of those standards so that, you know, we have to be up to, up to par with whatever's out there that's new. So, and uh, in our district, um, librarians um, help me to do many programs for the district. Like we have the Bright Summer Reader that we've had for 25 years. Wow. Uh, we're going on our 26th year this coming year. Um, we have the uh, new AR laureate program where we, if they read so many words from the AR program, they graduate with the with associate's degree, a high school degree for the little kindergartners, mm-hmm. with a, with a um, bachelor's degree, with a master's and then a doctorate degree. So we we recognize them then. Since our district is is uh, college ready, college connected, college complete, well, this kind of falls into that same same uh, area. And so uh, programs like that, when our, our librarians are empowered to be a part of that, well, they're going to take it to the to the next limit. With this COVID uh, uh, nineteen that we've had. Our librarians have used their their technology skills. We have tried to get them together so that they can uh, read stories aloud, you know, or have book talks. Mm-hmm. We're actually working on, we worked on some TikToks, which we're starting to advertise this this week. So we have TikToks, we have read-alouds, we have uh, a lot of stuff besides everything else that we have promoted in, in previous, uh, during the time before COVID-19 but uh we um promote national month uh, hispanic month national black His uh black history month teen read we have tech week dr seuss and read across america to name just a few of the programs that we promote in the district and so uh, as a as a library director i try always to think of, of innovative things that we can uh promote uh, and, and not not stay behind the times and not do the same thing over and over again. Although we've done the Bright Summer Reader 25 years, we change the theme every year so that it'll it'll be
0: different. <laughs> but they like that. It's our summer reading program that we have. i hey, add, add a little bit of detail about that because people are always looking for ideas about summer reading. What could you tell them about your program?
1: Well, the, the Bright Summer Reader, uh, bright stands for bringing reading into greater heights. That's what the bright, it's an acronym uh so, through summer readers or summer reading, and this particular uh program was started actually with the h r direct no she was the language arts director and uh she calls me and she's she knows I'm a mover and a shaker, you know so i just i i sleep libraries i i i dream libraries i work libraries, so I love my job and I love doing everything that we do and and I just don't get tired of it but um what we do is we select a theme. We've had so many themes, and you can go to our website at www.psja.isd.us uh, to uh, look for some of the pro- some of the themes that we've had. We've done a Hawaiian theme where we've had authentic Hawaiian dancers on the stage. We've done um, the the uh, and then the powwow, the reading powwow, where we had uh, an authentic Indian dancer dance with our kiddos and stuff. And we've had uh, a ninja where we had a bunch of kids, you know, do the ninja thing, you know, and the young and and old little kids that were from uh, a company that was from our nearby city. And so, so every time we have our little, our little theme and we have our kids participate they all dress up the theme and and we have that this year we since it was, it was our 25th year our theme was um enchanted reading uh, 25 years of enchanted reading nice and we we have a big banquet at a at an event center and so we have it all decked out real beautiful and so we give the kids uh, a, a plaque for being the top the top reader of every grade level. And so for elementary, we have the top reader, we have five or six and every grade level. So we have eight because it's pre-kinder through fifth. And then we have our middle schools, which are three of them. And then we have our high schools, which are four, four students for the high school. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we send a log home and uh, electronically we can, Either the, the kids can uh, fill it out electronically or fill it out uh, manually because they can download it and um, their parents can, they have to initial, they have to write the title, how many pages. So we, we gauge how many pages they've read. So that's how we determine who is the top reader for every grade level. Okay. And then we give everyone that participates a certificate. And then we have um, the ones that have got the top. We we honor them with a banquet, okay. but this this you may wonder you know how do you afford this because it's yes. we have over almost a thousand people oh wow yes a banquet yes. and so how do we do this well we have our PSJ Education Foundation they give us money to be able to afford doing this project so mm-hmm. that's how we do that okay. uh, we used to raise funds I used to talk to vendors, can you donate some this, some that, you know, and these to help us out. But now we have the Education Foundation that that does it all for us, which is a great thing to have. Yeah. I highly recommend that your community gets together for the education of your, your students to do programs like like this.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's you mentioned, you know, you as a leader and I, I know that you've won an award, you know, at our state level. Uh, you could mention that in a minute. Um, yeah. What do you do to keep going and to keep yourself growing?
1: Well, I, like I said, I, I sleep, I dream, I, I eat libraries. And so I always try to keep up with the times. I'm not as tech savvy as our newer librarians are, because they're like fresh out of college with the new, new trends of this and that. Yeah. But I do try to keep up. I did my, I did my TikTok before my librarians did. <laughs> and so i do i try to keep up with some of these latest they have a facebook account an instagram a twitter account and try to keep up and find ideas here and there do research what's what's new out there for our students what's new out there that i can share with our librarians so that's how we we keep up with the times and and yes uh, uh in in 2016 i received the the Texas Library Association Lifetime Achievement Award, Amazing. and so that was a good thing. I was shocked. One of the librarians, and I think our our library director from Region One, recommended that somebody <laughs> recommend me or nominate me, and 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 one of the librarians took that plunge, and and I was selected, and I was very very thankful and and very proud of 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 the achieving that. So that was a good thing for me because I. You know, I just do what I do because I do it, and I love to do it.
0: Well, so, so you're always on the lookout for new things. Um, you're always getting your librarians to help you learn new things. But I also know that you used your librarians to work with the principals before. Um, could you describe a little bit of that, what that's like? Yes, because um,
1: uh, when I am invited to go to principals meetings, I come to find out that many principals don't know that our librarians were teachers they don't know that they have a master's degree. Mm -hmm. They don't know that they know about the TEKS or the standards. And so one of our our, uh, admin had asked, uh, Ms. Galvan, do librarians know about the TEKS? And I said, I thought she was kidding with me. And so I said, ma'am, I said, there were teachers before. They have a master's in library science. And some of our librarians even have principalship or administrative degrees. I had one librarian that had a superintendent's degree. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> yes. So, So we we have a, a good amount of, of um, knowledge and, and skill. Mm-hmm. And so what I did one time, uh, I approached one of the admin, one of the EOs, uh, administrator, uh, or um, what are they called, EOs, uh, executive officers. And I told her, I said, you know, I, I really would like to have our librarians present to all the principals. I said, we have so much to offer. We have a lot of, a lot of programs that we run and, and I would really like for them to give them uh, an opportunity to showcase. I mean, I could tell them, but but I'm the administrator. I, you know, I have to know these things, but I don't practice them because who am I gonna practice practice them with? These are the girls that are on the front line they're the ones that are using these programs. They're the ones that are promoting these, these programs. So may I have a, a, a few librarians come and present to the principals? Well, they agreed. First they said, well, how much time do you need? Well, can you give us an hour? Well, okay, we can give you an hour. Well, then they call back and they said, oh, we're not gonna be able to give you an hour. Can you do it in 45 minutes? Um, yes, we can. So then they said, well, me again said we're not going to be able to give you 45 minutes we'll give you 30 minutes i said you know sure we'll take 30 minutes well when the girls got together and and i uh led them with this and of course they don't really need a lot of leadership from me because they're leaders themselves because we have developed that in them so we met and uh i have to oversee what they're doing so that we can be all in 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 accord and so they got got a presentation together and I loved it. I, I endorsed it. And so then we met. Well, our 30 minutes became 45 minutes. Uh-oh. Our 45 <laughs> minutes became an hour and they wanted to know more and more and more. And so they said, um, do our librarians know how to do this? I said, of course they do they know how to do all of that and more. So whatever these girls told you here, your librarians can do at your campus. Mm -hmm. So that was a good segue for them to realize the gems they had at their campus. So that was a good positive thing. And I'm always promoting our librarians to our admin, to our board members, to everyone as a leader, you know, I need to promote them as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they can see how wonderful they are. During this COVID uh, nineteen, uh, uh, during our board meetings, our board have recognized our librarians how instrumental they've been with Yay. technology. That's awesome. Our superintendent called them our technology angels. Oh, <laughs> so I, I know that that all of this advocate uh, advocacy that I do for them has paid off because they can see now how much they do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love it. I love our librarians. I love what they do. I just hope that I'm always there for them so that they can um, do the best and be the best they can be. And they have proven that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, in fact, to the to the point of in in technology, I my goal this year was to get all of our librarians to be Google 1 and 2 certified and not only that I want them to also be Microsoft certified and anything else that's out there in technology I want the librarians to be certified in and and some of them have already taken the challenge and have started all that awesome. so we have Google 1 and 2 certified librarians we have Google 1 we have about I'm gonna say about 19 or maybe 20 people 20 librarians that have already gotten Google certified. Nice.
0: All right, well, in your role, I know that from time to time, I know your librarians stay because they love being there, but from time to time you get somebody new. And a lot of our listeners are early career librarians just starting out. So like, do you have any tips for them or any advice for, um, I guess they're starting already to think about the fall again, you know, because school's starting to wrap up now. What, what would you share with them to think about or to do?
1: Yes, what I would uh, and I've had uh, I've I've been the uh, the supervisor for many interns from the Texas Women's University, from the uh, Sam Houston State University, and I believe University of North, North Texas. I've also been a part of their their uh, supervisorship when they're doing their internship, mm-hmm. and so um, and I've seen uh, a lot of these interns that have. Uh, Gone to some of our our workshops this year. We had a lot of our librarians and I I'm telling you even the new ones uh, will will take the take the lead and and will be presenting uh, our librarians presented and trained teachers at the middle and and the high school level on how to do Google classroom Mm -hmm. and Google forms and Google slides and Google sheets and Google Google (laughs) and they also taught them how to use Mac and VM and all the wonderful programs that we have in that portal. So uh, a lot of, uh, be, make yourself accessible to whatever challenge your director or coordinator has in your district, uh, because action speaks louder than words. Don't just say that you know, and you, you know this and you know that. New, new librarians need to be more proactive. You can't be shy when you have to deal with everybody at your campus. So um, most, uh, most people, they, they have a misconception, first of all, of librarians. So you have to prove yourself from the onslaught because you need to tell them and show them that you're gonna be making a difference at that particular campus. I had an experience with uh, one of the librarians that was overwhelmed um, and I guess principals sometimes don't realize that that librarians need a little break sometime during the day. So uh, what they had done, they they did their schedule, and there was no time to even go to the bathroom. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. So um, so I I she sent me her schedule, and I said, well, we're I I did not like what I saw. Mm-hmm. I talked to my supervisor and I said, you know, um, this she's a new librarian. Um, she wants to do her best, and uh, and but, you know, it's she's got duties. She's got this. She's got that. And I'm always advocating for them to be pulled out of any duties to, you know, have a conference period during the day so they can plan. Mm-hmm. And so I have been able to accomplish that where some of the principals see the need for that and have complied with it. But there's some that, that may not comply with it. Yeah. But uh, you can show by, by what you do and what you demonstrate to your principal that you can do when you get your kids engaged and have discipline in, in the library and, and are teaching things to the kids, You know, then they'll see your value and they're gonna work with you. Mm-hmm. So uh this young lady, um, I didn't tell her that I had told my supervisor about this setting. And so I said, How are you doing now, sweetie? She says, I'm doing great. She says, Everyone comes to me and says, Do you need a restroom break? <laughs> and so, and so she says, Um uh sure, I'll take that. <laughs> so um, you know, it just uh, that's what us as as leaders like to do is to you know, make sure that the librarians are being used the
0: way they should be used. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Well, Yeah. All right, well, Nora, as we start wrapping up our time together, um, do you have any kind of final closing words of things that you really wanted to share with our audience? Yes, well,
1: I just feel that uh, a librarian, and, and if you are going into library science, that you go in there, not because you think it's a peachy job, it's not a peachy job. I used to wear heels to work every day as a teacher. And, and then when I started as a librarian, my heels went down to flats. <laughs> Yes, it, it is a very, very uh, ongoing, you know, uh, job where you have to, you on the run. I think I even lost weight. <laughs> and so um, it's just, a, it's not what you think it is. If you're doing it because you want to not teach, and just sit behind a computer. Well, most of the librarians do sit behind a computer, but they're working. They're right. working. They're strategizing, and I and you see that. Um, just don't go into that for that reason. Go to it because you love what you do, and you love kids, and you love teaching. Right. We have our librarians do a um, uh, a newsletter every six weeks, and they have to write. They have to include the TICs, the standards, uh, technology uh, standards, anything, the IST standards, because those are the new standards. I think it's nationwide. Mm-hmm. So they have to include that with their graphics, and they have to post what they did in a six weeks. Uh, I also like to invite a lot of authors. You want to entice kids to read, get them an author and get them to read the book. And that's gonna help them in in the long run to be, once you get that kid hooked to reading or hooked to the right book, like uh, James Patterson has mentioned, if you find the book for the right kid, then you're gonna get a reader forever. And so I just uh, leave you with that, that you need to love your job and you need to do your utmost and you need to always prove yourself that without you, the school cannot function. So, and you need to
0: demonstrate that. Most definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your tips today. And if people want to get in touch with you because they want to learn, keep learning from you, or maybe they have a question, like they're looking for a mentor, some advice, how where they where can they find you online?
1: Well, they can find me on my, uh, they can find me at W, what is it, my uh, hotmail, no, not my hotmail, my u s. And so they can find me, email me, uh, that'd be great. I think I mentioned that on one of the pages, so uh, we can have them, um, they can contact me with that. Wow. I know I've gotten contacted from people that want to start a summer program. Yes. or Yes, or how do you do, uh, I, I know that uh, we had a, we have the battle of the books, so we have a lot of district-wide uh, programs that, where we have enticed kids to read, so uh, I've, had, uh, I've given pointers to some of the librarians that have, that have come to view our Battle of the Books. Yeah. Uh I tell them, you know, we used to do hard copy newsletters. Now we do them electronic. And if you use S'more, which is, is a wonderful program that I love, S'more will, uh, will send your, your newsletter all over the world uh, you, you're welcome to look at some of my s'mores. I have the one where, when we did the, the superheroes theme for the Bright Summer Reader. And I have I have over a thousand views on that all over the world. China, uh, India, France, Spain, everywhere, Africa and all over the U.S. So um, I highly recommend that you publicize what you do because that's how you're going to get people to see what you're actually all about
0: most definitely well thanks for those tips and we'll share all of the ways to connect with you in the show notes for any of the listeners and Nora thank you again I really appreciate um, hearing your story and and you are definitely making a difference where you are thanks for doing what you do bye-bye thank you Dr. Shinneman bye-bye